Welcome to Psyched Tea. I'm your host, Johanna Moreno, licensed marriage and family therapist. Follow me as I chat with other mental health professionals and discuss therapy, pop culture, media, and everything in between, but with a psychoeducational twist. Welcome back. This is Johanna Moreno, licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is Psyched Tea. In today's episode, it is going to be something that I call a round table. I have three other lovely ladies here with me, and we will be discussing how to survive the holidays. So we'll start to my right. Hi, Jennifer Rios, LMFT here. Hi, Angelica Sanchez, AMFT slash APCC. Hi, I'm Alma Pozo Brain, APCC, and I am a doctor, the doctor. Thank you very much. Glad to be here, Johanna. So we're going to be talking about how to survive the holidays, and I think this is going to be very important for our listeners and even for ourselves, especially because the holidays are coming up. We have Thanksgiving coming up pretty shortly, and then we have Christmas. If you don't celebrate Christmas, Kwanzaa. What's the other ones? Hanukkah. New Year's. Hanukkah, New Year's, all the good ones. So I actually have like um, tips to survive the holidays, and I will be posting that on the Psyched Tea Instagram page. But the first one that I definitely want to talk about is be realistic. Don't stress yourself out by trying to create the perfect holiday. I think that one's for me one of the top mm-hmm. ones mm-hmm. definitely and i think people get caught up in um the very like what it looks like on social media my setup and you know doing all these whimsical things and i think that can ultimately add to a lot of stress putting that pressure on yourself what about keeping up with the joneses yeah. you know the house i do it You know, my daughter brings her friends and you want to, you know, entertain people and um, my coworkers may come or I may make, I'm thinking of doing a Christmas party like last year and I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to have to do all this stuff that I like to do, but it's work. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I want to impress and I want to, you know. Yeah. And I think especially you, you tend to like overthink things, right? We have to be realistic with like our expectations for having this great quote-unquote holiday or great party but why is it so important to please why is it so important during specific events that we want to please the individual and so i've been asking myself that honestly uh one thing that comes to mind i think is maybe like healing your inner child right what did your what did your holidays look like at a young age um i think that can definitely set the tone for what your expectations are Uh, i know people who I'm like, oh, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? They're like, nothing. I have absolutely no plans. And other people who plan for Thanksgiving for three weeks. Uh, so I think depending on what your experience is growing up with those holidays can definitely change how you're going to, you know, kind of set up for them. Yeah, That's true. That makes sense. But I also kind of think it, I think like what you said, Jennifer, kind of going back to like social media, mm-hmm. right? You want to present yourself like you're having like the perfect holiday and so you have to like get that perfect picture mm-hmm. or that perfect setup so people would be like oh me gusta yeah. <laughs> is it different with um with different cultures i think in every culture there's that trying to get that perfect holiday and i 
one thing that I just kind of thought about is like those holiday movies, right? Everything's always perfect in these goddamn fucking movies. When Alma was talking about um, like keeping up with the Joneses, the first thing that came up to my mind was um, like Whoville and how they all go out and decorating their house and their neighborhood and all of that. And there's actually neighborhoods that are like Mm -hmm. that. Where Angelica's house. Yes. <laughs> yes. Come visit my house because my house is like that. Actually, my husband just made me a sleigh. Really? I had him build me a sleigh. Wow. Way to put pressure on him. <laughs> no, but see, here's the thing. And I think that's where I differ from you guys and kind of how I mean totally get where your your points as far as like why. Why is it why do we look for that um that ability to impress others? But I think for me it's not so much to impress. I think it's I truly enjoy seeing others be happy others smile and have a good time because then i feel like you know what i did a good job in that and that helps me feel good too so it's more so like bringing the joy to others versus like okay i need to impress i mean i love you know obviously you guys have heard me say that christmas is my favorite holiday so i go all out for christmas but it is definitely like that internal reward to see Mm. okay you know what my my friends and family are enjoying what I've done, the work that I've put into it, you know, and I feel mm-hmm. good to see people happy. I agree with that. I agree with that. Question, are you already decorated for Christmas? She started so- <laughs> decorating before Christmas, I mean, before, before Halloween. Halloween. So yes. I think I'm bringing that up because you see people who are like, once it hits, like the day after Halloween, mm-hmm. they're full Christmas mode, mm-hmm. right? Um, and just like a little side story my sister just purchased her home and she's still getting all of that figured out and she's like the idea of even decorating for christmas gives me so much anxiety she's like but i feel like i have to because i see all these people on social media like they've been full-on decorated they just skipped thanksgiving and went straight into christmas um so i think that self-comparison and just like even people who it's their thing right they like to prepare that's totally fine but uh depending on how we view their things it makes us either be anxious and want to decorate and do it sooner or just completely avoid. So, Did you guys see that, well, the little Mariah Carey clip where she's a witch? Oh, she's like Christmas. defrosting for Christmas? <laughs> no, so she's actually like, a, she's dressed up as a witch and she's like writing in a broom mm-hmm. and then her calendar is going and then as soon as it hits the first, she switches into like her Christmas outfit. It was the cutest thing. Oh, how funny. What is uh, one that you guys would think is um, a good tip um, to first arriving holidays? I think to kind of go back to what you were saying about be realistic is also expecting the unexpected or expecting there to be things that don't turn out exactly how we envision them. You know, and being able to kind of roll with it and not put so much pressure on, oh, man, this just got messed up or this didn't go as planned. Um, because then that just puts so much pressure on us to try to, again, go to that, you know, this perfect vision of what we want it to look like. And the minute that it doesn't happen that way, then that kind of defeats us, you know, so kind of going with the flow. Yeah. And and part of being realistic is that it might not come out perfect. Mm-hmm. It might not be what you envisioned. Um, it doesn't mean that it's not OK or it's not great or that other people are not enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. So for the next tip, I think it's very important is setting boundaries. Now, 
I have a love-hate relationship with the term setting boundaries just because it's become so trendy now. And I feel like people um, almost oversimplify it, right? Like, just set a boundary. Just respect your boundaries. Just, you know, put that in place. But it's really difficult to do, right? That's what's a barrier of us setting those boundaries is the backlash that we get from it. And um, an interesting thing that we learn in a type of treatment that's called DBT is when we're working with others, there's myths that get in the way of us being able to set those boundaries, right? To be able to be assertive, to use those direct skills with others. Um, and a lot of them are actually instilled in this culturally, right? It's disrespectful to tell somebody um, other than what we think is socially acceptable or we're, we can be viewed as mean if we tell somebody no or that we can't do something. Um, and that's, I think, it was especially important to take into place. I don't know about you guys or how you've struggled with this, but how do you split your time with your partner's families, right? That's always been an issue. Like, whose family are we going to first? Whose family are we going to see this day? How much time are we spending at each family's house? Um, so I think that's something that's even stressful in itself. If in our own partnerships, we haven't been able to already establish a set of roles for that. And that goes into like, do I even want to go to my partner's family's house, right? Some of us might not want to go at all, um, depending on what the relationships are with those families. And that can be stressful in itself, right? Like we yeah. want to support our partner, but their family, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> but also there's a difference if you have only one child or two children, but you have multiple siblings, right? Uh, so, yeah. So that dynamic there is... I can see it both ways. Oh, you have a problem with a lot of fam- you know, a lot of siblings. That's my the the negative Nelly side. Mm-hmm. Where we can say that it's just the three of us, me, my husband, and my daughter. So it's kind of like I wish we had family. So when I hear your, uh, I was just her. I was like, seriously, I wish, <laughs> I wish I had that. But see, right now that you said it's just me, uh, my husband, and my daughter. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's so nice. Yeah, but you see how it's greener to the other side. Definitely. Yeah. So, yes, setting boundaries. Um, So what I have here is learning to say no to family or friends is important to prevent feeling resentful and overwhelmed. Your friends and family will understand if you decline an invitation or decide to leave an event early. I think that's part of setting boundaries. Knowing what you can and what you can't do and being okay with it. Definitely. But I think it's more than being okay. I think it's your family unit. If it's in a good place, you do what's best for your family, for your spouse, and for your child. Even for if it's just you, then it's for yourself. But then, yeah. But I also right? I kind of feel like a lot of people during the holidays they have a lot of anxiety, a lot of like their depression might increase. Oh sure. So I I kind of feel like setting that boundaries with your family, like hey, like I might not stay for a long time because mm-hmm. my anxiety is gonna like. I don't know, skyrocket, or I'm just not feeling too cheery. Like I'm just gonna stay for a little bit. I think setting those boundaries is important, and that's individually. That's not as a family. I mean, because yeah. each individual person is gonna have their own emotions on it. True. Yeah. Right. Definitely. True. And just because we're setting that boundary doesn't mean that the family is gonna say, "Oh, okay, that's great," and yeah. understand. Right. Some of yeah. that might be backlash, and some of the things that we don't want to happen, but. That's how it works when we're setting boundaries. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and, and going off of what you just said, it's kind of like we have to acknowledge that it's not about them, but it's all about us, right? If we need that break, 
we're doing it for us and we're not disrespecting them well we're not trying to disrespect them right it's not about them or having making them happy but it's putting ourselves first yes and that's like one of my favorite things that we teach people when we're teaching these interpersonal effectiveness skills because it's sure i can be direct i can be you know mindful and take deep breaths and try to use communication skills but if the other person isn't receptive of them then what do i do right but we have to remind ourselves we're using those skills for ourselves for our personal regulation not for them not even to change the course of the conversation right it's an attempt to however the use of the skills is for our own personal purpose any other ones that you guys can think of um surviving the holidays put into perspective that if you have lost loved ones and memories come in to understand that um it's okay to 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 feel blue it's okay to miss them it's okay to um to feel out of it because I do and then uh once I say you know it's it's fine yeah I think that kind of goes back to being realistic right yeah I'm gonna you know miss my family a little bit more during these times and that's okay you know you might cry you might feel blue and that's being real so just kind of putting that in perspective too definitely I think that's also taking care of yourself Yeah. yeah right absolutely again what you need may be different from what i need in that moment so if you need to take a 15 minute break away from everybody and all the commotion and everything that's going on then that's what you need to do you know for example last year for thanksgiving you know thanksgiving for me there was a whole lot of chaos and i'm not going to go into the details about it but there was a whole lot of chaos that happened at my house and there was a point in time where i was like okay i just and it was at my house (laughs) but i was like i just need a break from everyone and i went in my room and i sat in my room for like five ten minutes took some deep breaths you know kind of did my own thing and then i was like okay let me go back out and you know go back to what i was doing address what happened whatever but it is really taking care of yourself, you know, during this time, whether you're the host, the hostess, you, it's at yeah. your house, you're, you're at somebody else's house, you know, it really doesn't matter. You need your, you need to be a priority. And I think that kind of goes with um, the tip that I have here is acknowledge your feelings. It's okay to take time to cry or express your feelings. You can't force yourself to be happy just because it's the holiday season. I like that one. I like that because I think, again, it kind of goes back into this vision and that everybody has to have a happy face on and everybody has to be cheery and in this mood because other people are that way. But that's not realistic. You know, I feel like they're all kind of tying in with each other and and really well because, again, we are all different people. The one that I, I did put on here was plan ahead. Set aside specific days for shopping, baking, connecting with friends, and other activities. Make a to-do list. That'll help prevent last-minute scrambling and anxiety. Perfect. Alma, you, do you have your, your Christmas presents already purchased? No. Oh, <laughs> you strike me as somebody that would start, like, in August. I would. I would <laughs> So we all agreed that um, instead of gifts, we would create a memory. Oh, nice. Oh, See, tell me about that. And it saves money. Yeah. And, and now... The, how it is now you know worldwide i think so for example um the gentleman that came into today's party um i'm a little hurt by some of the things but i 
let things go. And I said to him before he left, is like, he says, well, you know, we got to see each other. And I said, no, I like to spend more time. So I don't want presence. I want to create a memory with you. And he just looked at me and I just wanted to think about it. And I, we all said, let's create something. Mm-hmm. If it's going to movie, if it's, um, my daughter wants to do something with me. And so I go, let's go get a massage together. I'd rather do that anytime than opening a present. And fun fact, research shows experiences create yeah. long-term happiness over material items. So the, I, have to look, I have to say something with age. Google. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Googling that. <laughs> that's pretty cool. No, you are Google. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's true. She is extremely... Remember we talked about it when we were talking about... The psychopaths of how intelligent and... Oh, I'm glad I came up when you guys were discussing <laughs> psychopaths. I, did I didn't? literally say that you're a psycho. So. <laughs> no, I'm not. Just like, remember when we were talking about psychopaths? But something that we did study in school, guys, was about aging. So when you, like for, for me, age 57, I'm thinking of life differently, right? Like memories. I don't want gifts. I want memories. The stages of life. Stages of life. I want to... I'm thinking, well, what if this is the last one? What would I want? Okay, so what goes into creating those memories? Neurons. (laughs) (laughs) Good. What activates those neurons to help create those memories? I mean, I'm thinking skills. Think like skills. What would be a good skill to practice when you're doing something that would be like building a memory? Well, the skill would be open communication. The skill would be the boundary setting. The skill would be... um, bringing the other person because it's not just about me it's about Mm -hmm. what they want too Mm -hmm. we've just collaborated together that's how i see it Mm -hmm. and so whatever i kind of feel like you have the skill of writing your tongue i am i'm trying to do like no go do it (laughs) guided go Go for it go for it like mindfulness oh absolutely Absolutely. right you want to really submerge yourself into that moment to really make it a core memory for yourself absolutely absolutely and it's emotions it's like something i want to do and something what the other person wants to do and then that brings in that happiness and that warmth. And then I feel loved, right? We all want to feel loved and accepted. I do. Yeah. So just using our senses, right? Yeah. We all know the smell of grandma's cooking, mom's cooking. That's true. Um, every year, one of like the things that we do as a tradition is making tamales together. Mm. The thought of that, like I can feel the cramping in my hand <laughs> that I oh, get towards the, the end. Mas- <laughs> the spreading the masa, the masa onto the, the sheets. Like, oh, I want some. Um, I love them. But mass. those are all core memories that if I'm there doing them, right, and I'm not like I'm an autopilot, not being focused, not anything. No. I'm sure we're having that moment, but you're absorbing. I'm it. on my phone. It's not going to be a core memory, right? But being present and listening and having those conversations and really being mindful in that moment is what's going to help make it a core memory. Do you guys go, let's say if you go visit your mom Mm -hmm. or you visit your sisters, do you return to an age where you're a little bit more silly, sophomoric, you're bugging them, you're sassier? I do. If I would visit my mom in Calexico in the house, I would revert back to getting on the the, um, sofa at home over there in Calexico and then watch turn on the TV. That was, we automatically did that. And then we do it for a little bit. And then I go in the kitchen, and help mom out. It was just the same routine and the same action. Did yeah. you, did you guys go, do you go yeah. through that? Mm-hmm. Do you? Okay. Yeah, I do with my grandma. Yeah, she lives see. in Texas. So when I do see her, I just kind of feel like a kid again. So not necessarily I revert back to a no, child, but, but I, I, 
I feel very more like, like consentida, consentida yeah. like you're my girl and you act a certain way. Yeah. So when you are with your family, do you revert back to an age where this is how I act when I'm all the time with my brother? Like we, we joke around or when I'm my mom, she says this and I do the same like I did way long ago. Do you do that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, anytime, especially around the holidays, because we are so... I guess we spend a lot more time together than what we would do like on a normal daily basis. It is, it is different, you know, and I do feel good kind of having them around and going back to the things that we did growing up. So again, you know, pretty similar to the making the tamales or, you know, just kind of hanging out and doing the, and I think that's why Christmas is also one of my, is my favorite holiday because it was such a big thing growing up in my family. I mean, my mom would go all out for Christmas. And so I just, I felt like I kind of wanted to continue that and do that for my son now, you know, because those are the memories that I have, the going outside and hanging up the lights. And yeah, it's a pain, you know, but to see the end result and doing it together and having those memories, you know, this year I'm going to get my son his own little tree to have in his room, you know, and he wants to decorate it with Spider-Man and he's looking forward to it. And every time we go to the store, he's looking for a Spider-Man ornament. You know, and those are those things that I'm just kind of like, okay, these are the things that I want him to remember as he gets older. I mean, granted, he's five right now, but, (laughs) you know, still having those memories of I did this with my mom and this is something that I want to continue once he eventually has kids, hopefully. As you were talking, it kind of started making me like think of like my obsession with Halloween and I think it's my mom's obsession with Halloween. Um my birthday's October 5th, but we always had my birthday a week before Halloween, and it was always a Halloween party. And so my parents would go all out. It would be a Halloween costume party. It was just fucking amazing. And so now I'm like, is that where my obsession came from? Like, I, that's how, like, big we celebrated it. So now I, that's how I am. I don't know, as you were talking, I was like, oh, yeah, definitely. To carry on those traditions, right? I mean, the, the things that we experienced growing up that we want to experience with our significant other or friends mm-hmm. who we consider family, you know, for individuals who maybe aren't close with their their family, they have those friends or those coworkers that, you know, they feel comfortable with and continuing those traditions and still having those happy moments um, with with others that they care about. Um, another one that I have here is set aside differences. Try to accept family members and friends as they are, even if they don't live up to all of your expectations. That's a, a little hard, hard for me today. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's important. But I mean, I guess it's for the ones like who actually go to these people's houses. I don't know. The set aside differences, and I might be checking on like muddy waters here, but that one is especially difficult if, like, your family has different political views as oh, you, yeah. religious views, um, you know, if they're not accepting of how you identify, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever that looks like. But that can be difficult, too. Yeah. I know I've had clients where, you know, they completely differ from their parents' point of view, and that non-acceptance or like the parents continuously wanting to bring up those conversations makes them not want to hang out with their parents Um, and I think we probably would avoid people even if they were to see they love their parents they want to hang out with their parents but they know if my parent brings this up it's just going to end the quality of the the moment that we're spending right so 
setting aside differences can be a little harder for maybe yeah. some of like the younger teens, right? But um, yeah, <laughs> setting a boundary of <laughs> no, keeping this off the table, right? Not talking about this or let's refrain from certain topics, which you know we kind of did today. We did um, good today. But I think it's helpful for anyone. Because okay. I think that's kind of hard. I so, Yeah, it is hard. But I think what they were trying to say with this one is that even if you want them to be perfect or whatever, if it, I guess in your mind you see like this perfect family, even if they're not that, they're still your family. But then it's hard. I don't know. I don't okay. know if I like that one. Well, no, because I think it's important, right? That's probably a big reason why people don't enjoy family functions because of that. But then I think they that goes into the setting the boundaries, though, of like, hey, if this person that you is your family is bringing drama, then why invite that person? Why have that person at your function just because they're family? Well, let's say it's like immediate, like, yeah. right? There's that age, mm-hmm. the age thing that's come into play. But if like you're an adult or, you know, you don't live at home, you don't have to be around family. I mean, personal True. example, I'm not spending Thanksgiving, Christmas with my mom or with my older brother. Okay, immediate so, family but i'm not spending it with true, them and that's but because I, I guess this one yeah I, I totally agree right but i think also if you're deciding to go to this family function just knowing that re- they're not going to change regardless what you do right you can't change people's opinions you can't change their thoughts or how they respond mm-hmm. um but you do and so just acknowledging that they're going to be set in their ways and that and that's fine but you don't have to like sit there does that make sense? Yeah. Two options. Like, so one of them would be set that boundary if needed. Don't invite them or don't attend their function. And then if you don't have that option because of your age or whatever, if you do attend, con- you know, we can't control the other person. So do whatever you need to do to stay skillful in that moment or regulated in that moment. So another way to survive the holidays is to reach out. If you feel lonely or isolated, seek out community, religious, or other social events. It also may help to talk to a friend or family member. Reach out by texting or calling. What do you guys think? That's a hard one. I was going to say, Alma, I see you shaking your head. That's hard. <laughs> it's hard. If you're in a bad place or if you don't have family, or then the other person on the other end, oh... Well, how are you doing? Well, yeah, if you don't have family, reach out to the community. True. Um, you can volunteer somewhere. Yes. Um, but you- a lot of people have pride issues. A lot of people, you know, I mean, for our department, for the transitional age youth, that's one of the hardest things. You think it'd be, be packed. And why isn't it packed? It's hard to, to, to say I'm homeless or I didn't finish school or... And I and I ask them, and they go, you know, it's hard to tell you that. <laughs> Have to open up and tell you that I'm a this or I'm a drug user, or that's a hard one. But then that becomes like an internal struggle, right? Yeah, it's like a cycle. Like I don't want to reach out because I feel like an inconvenience. But if I stay this way, I don't it's get just better. Gonna, right. Yeah. Um. So at a certain point, we have to take some accountability and recognize, like, okay, maybe nobody's reaching out because I'm not making my effort to ask for help. Or maybe it's learned helplessness. Right. I'm comfortable in this spot. Right? Right. So so with my clients, I always tell them when we get to that point, and I give them stories, and the story is there's a farmer who has a farm, and obviously, and he's on his porch. <laughs> I really wanted to say E-I-E-I-O. 
That's funny. That's funny. And he has a dog, and the dog. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. That's only even start. Don't continue the song. We're going to get a copyright yeah, on this. Yeah, we're going to get copyright on <laughs> And this dog is sitting on a nail, and he can go anywhere he wants to. And so a friend comes over and says, why doesn't your dog get up? And he'll say, well, he's happy where he's at. He doesn't have to move. So it's that learn helpless where it's so uncomfortable. It feels weird, yet you're sitting on a nail, but Mm -hmm. eh, neither here nor there. So the dog just sits there. Yeah. And I I do that. We all have some some of that learned helplessness. Right. Right? And I think we... That fear, unless we actually ask and get that rejection, we wouldn't know. But I'm sure, um, you know, when my sister went away for college, there was times where she couldn't come down for the holidays and she would let a friend know and they would invite her to their families. And uh, same thing, one of my really good friends, she lived here, but all of her family was in Hawaii and she couldn't go back to travel. Um, So here she is, Hawaiian in a full-blown Mexican Christmas, but she had such a great time and enjoyed. And she's like, you know, I'm really glad I let you know. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the more the merrier, you know. That fear of rejection is going to keep us, like you said, on that nail. Yeah. I'm thinking about the holidays. I'm thinking there's a lot of movie reels going through my brain right now. So let's say, like, you're in college or out of state or moving somewhere and you don't have family to celebrate it what would be a good way to what you just said feel connected apart from asking for help from a friend or a family or like johanna said in the community Mm -hmm. that's a hard one well i think if you're religious um you can always go to the churches yeah um i hear they're very welcoming (laughs) (laughs) they are they are um so I think there's events, uh, don't quote me on this, but I think there's events for, like, people who don't have a family to, like, to spend the holidays. I think there's, like, a social media, like, oh, we're having, like, a blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have I looked that up. But what about those people that choose? Choose not to marry, choose not to have kids, choose... They choose this solitude. I'm going to say solitude freely. Well, then they would end up spending their holidays alone. And that's their choosing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe they work. It all comes full circle to the Grinch. I'm telling you guys. That movie, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. covers all of the topics yeah. that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. The Grinch. Just watch The Grinch. You'll figure it out. Right? Mm-hmm. He felt isolated and he went and lived on a mountain. That's true. Hated the holidays each year so much so that he had to go and ruin them for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until he got invited in by little, that little Cindy girl. Lou Sue. Who. Mm-hmm. Oh, that I thought he, her name was Susie Q. No. <laughs> Cindy Lou Who. That his heart was whole again, right? Yeah. It grew. Ten times its size, no? Or something like that. Something. Mm-hmm. It grew very large. Perfect. Anyways, reach out <laughs> if you don't, if you're feeling lonely and. You don't want to be lonely, unlike your lonely man. Um, story. Lonely there are so many story. events out there, too. I think it's yeah. just like doing so many some research. Events. Yeah. You know, at the bars, even holidays. for the, like the little something minor that maybe you feel like nobody's going to be out there that's that feels the same way or, you know, thinks the same way as I do. There's probably something out there. It is really just looking for it. Right. Google search it. Let's mm-hmm. Search. Jennifer, Google search. (laughs) (laughs) And the last one that I do have here is seek professional help. Despite your best efforts, you might still feel anxious, depressed, or overwhelmed, or even stressed. If these feelings last for a while, talk to your doctor or mental health professional. Yeah, or utilize like emergency hotlines if needed, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you're 
professional might not be available for the holidays yes. because they're out celebrating their holiday. Um, so just know that there are other resources if Definitely. they're not available, like the hotlines. Um, um, or you guys can always, if you're feeling very depressed or suicidal, texting the 988 number. Um, you guys can definitely reach somebody. You know, they can download helpline.com on their app. It's an app? Mm-hmm. And what it does is for from A to Z, any topic, and they can um, click on it, and it gives you all the resources. Interesting. You know what was interesting, too, while I was um, doing some research, was that there's a lot of suicides during the holiday. That's actually a myth. Oh. Yeah. Um, according to the CDC, suicide rates uh, decreased during the holiday, and their most prone times is during the fall and springtime. Fun. It's not a fun fact. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a fact. Facts. It's a fact, not a fun fact. It's a fact. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah, where did you read that from? The CDC. <laughs> Alma wants the sighting, the yeah, APA sighting. Yeah. CDC.gov, holiday suicide factor myth. Um, oh, let's go into, why don't you review some of those factor myths? And maybe we could just. It was just suicide. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just the one. Um, so according to the CDC's National Center of Health Statistic reports that the suicide rate is in fact the lowest in December. The rate peaks in the spring and the fall. This pattern has not changed in recent years. The holiday suicide myth supports misinformation about suicide that might ultimately hamper prevention efforts. Do you think it's because maybe people will reach out more during the holidays? That makes a lot of sense. Oh, I just maybe. want to know if it's being reported. Hmm. Well, if they commit suicide, the They're police is going to be... Gonna <laughs> the police <laughs> is going to find the body, maybe take them to the morgue. Maybe they don't know it's a suicide. How would they know it's a suicide? <laughs> How do they ever know it's a suicide regardless of the holiday? Detectives like myself. <laughs> a recent analysis found that 50% of articles written during the 2009-2010 holiday season uh, perpetuated the myth. Yeah, that's what I found. So I wondered, so then it would be ideation versus intent, right? That would be an interesting study. I mean, I think ideation is there regardless, but I think there was that huge myth um, Mm -hmm. that suicides increase significantly during the holidays, which um, per the CDC, it is not true. I mean, but that also makes sense too, because I mean, look how many community outreach events are happening right now during the holiday season. Typically... Like, during the Very rest true. of the year, we're not going to have 20 different events going on during this holiday time, you know, like it is during this holiday time. So I think more people are reaching out to each other, right, trying to make amends or trying to, you know, build those relationships. You have more community outreach events or, you know, community events going on, religious events, all of that stuff. So it's more of the getting involved and maybe just the fact that people are typically in a better mood, right? So I don't know. We're stressed. Right? Traffic? No. <laughs> right. <laughs> but for the most part, people are a little bit more jolly, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I should have looked it up before we did this, but I came across a, like a page that talked about a study that people who have their Christmas decorations up 
for a longer period of time have been shown to be happier. Um, again, I don't have like the actual statistics or any of the research behind that, but that is interesting, right? Because if that is a fact for me, no, (laughs) um, that, you know, there's so many little temporary happiness things that can come up in the holidays that might be like a saving grace for somebody who's experiencing SI. So I have a question for you. So when you, it's finally, it's January, I don't know, 17th, uh-huh. and you decide to take it down. Uh-huh. She doesn't take it down until, like, February. I do. It's, it's February. Are you serious? I'm serious. Is it hard for you so to like put it away? So there's, like, a whole six months of you. There's so much planning that goes into it. I My my gifts have already started shipping. Okay? Oh, my God. They have been shipping since, like, June or July. Oh, my God. Like, that's how in advance. But, again, this is me and... Chris, I'm all about Christmas, so I'm not like everyone else. But yeah, I keep it up as long as I can. I put it up I, slowly but surely. Like in October, I was already like, okay, planning. This is where I'm gonna put this. This is what I'm gonna do here. This is. But I held off on it because obviously I'm like, I don't, I don't want people to be. I don't want people to be hating on me because I have my Christmas decorations already going up right now in October. So let me ask you another question: Are you a planner where you have these are all my red? This is all my white, or and this is my tree, and this is my. Do you have everything like yeah, like organized? my storage? Yeah, for sure. Everything is organized and wow. in, in different totes that's color coded. I know where everything's at. Um, you know, I buy stuff in advance. I, it's it's extreme. <laughs> I'm extreme in that sense, but it's something that I enjoy doing. That's fine. Yeah. I, I love it. I wish I was like that that organized. I'm not. At all. If I were to ever have a Christmas party, yeah, we should have at your house. (laughs) I invite you. Come to my little (gasps) winter wonderland. Oh, winter wonderland at your house. Look, I'm already self inviting myself. It'd be easier. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are definitely welcome to come to my house. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? I feel just listening to you. You came to to the last Christmas party. I'm sure it was like, oh, that's what she put on. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, really? She said, this is not it. what we're doing. This is what? <laughs> she only has one tree. Oh, God. Were you so. here? I don't yeah. think so. I was, no, I don't think I did come. Mm, it, was it was an ugly the, sweater. Ugly sweater. Yeah, we took shots. No. No, she no, went. No, no, no. I was out of town. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyways. But. I think we covered the majority of how to survive a holiday if you're struggling with anxiety, some depression, or even stress. I agree. At the end of the day, I think one of like a favorite skill of mine is just do what's effective, right? Do what works for you. Um, if staying home and watching Home Alone all day is going to make you happy, yes. do that. If going to your aunt's house is going to make you happy do that if laying in bed is going to make you happy do that just do whatever works for you without um focusing on the pressure of 18 christmas trees like a joke (laughs) (laughs) i don't have that many guys well thank you ladies for joining me on the round table um but i really do hope you guys enjoy your holiday season thank you so much and that was psyched tea Bye. bye bye Thank you so much for listening. The information provided in this podcast does not constitute therapeutic advice or replace mental health treatment and the relationship with your own therapist. Please make sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow Psyched Tea on Instagram for more content and to keep up with the tea.